Today, we're talking about details. And most importantly, what details are you focused on right now that truly don't matter for your success? Many of us are caught up on these minute details that are not an integral part of your end goal success. Let me explain and let's get into the show. Welcome everyone to another amazing episode of the Fitness Crew Podcast. It is episode 115 and it's a Sunday, so very excited to lab it up and riff it on today's show. Not rip it, we're talking riff it. I'm not ripping anything. We're not ripping things. I'm not ripping no paper, we're riffing. We're riffing it up on the details that don't really matter. You know, the details that don't matter. Stupid questions. Yes, there are such things as stupid questions and things that are common sense. Most importantly, I would believe that we experience things in life that make us question things, and then we have these questions in our mind, and we think that it's this huge determining factor towards success in fitness, in health, in life in general. Um, But really, it's about the stuff that really matters. What about the details that really matter? You should focus you know, um, like the 80-20 rule, right? Focus 80% of your time on 20% of the details, not the other way around. You you really want um, to focus on a few solid details and keep it very simple with regards to training and health and fitness, and, you know, then you're on your way to success. But, you know, it's not going to happen in the first couple weeks, so don't get caught up or impatient. Um And let me explain, you know, maybe I can dive into some details or some questions that are kind of stupid that may help you realize that um, you're asking stupid questions or maybe you're just not thinking not the right way because there is no right way, there is no best way, but maybe you're just not thinking right adjusted to you and adjusted to your life and adjusted to your details and you as a human being with regards to, let's say, genetics we compare ourselves to these models on Instagram saying, oh, this person does calisthenics every day. He's ripped. Well, look at his genetics. He's probably a genetic freak. Maybe he's on steroids. Maybe she's on steroids. You can't compare that. So looking at these details saying, I've got questions a lot, uh, a lot about this. Oh, I heard it's a myth that you can do calisthenics every day. Um, it's not a myth. I mean, technically, if you wanted to do calisthenics every day, you could. I don't know why you'd want to, but you technically could. It's not a myth. You just literally go and do it. You may get sore. And the thing about that is your body may adapt, but only to your body weight. There's no progressive overload. So yes, calisthenics work, but your only prescribed weight is the one that you weigh. So your body weight is the only prescribed weight. You add weight, you are progressively overloading. So if you're doing pull-ups with a belt or a dumbbell between your feet, that is progressive overload. That is weight training. Um, And that's a perfect example of a detail that truly doesn't matter. It truly doesn't matter. You can do calisthenics every day, or is that a myth? Why does it even matter? Why does it even matter? Because the same person who does calisthenics every day may not even be able to get into a squat. They may have to walk with a cane. They may have struggles, you know, down the line, of course. They may have struggles with their mobility because maybe they're not focused on that. And I'm not saying everyone falls into that bucket of calisthenics. I'm just making an example that everyone is different in following on these details of calisthenics. 
calisthenics. Do you even know what calisthenics are? Like, why is that important? Do you know how difficult calisthenics are? They're extremely difficult. That's an advanced movement. That's why I stick to weight training, yoga, and a lot of walking. I'm not a big fan of heel-to-toe running. It's not natural, and it bangs your body up. You can argue with me all day, or you can just shut off the podcast. It's really up to you, and that's kind of the beauty of this show. If you don't like listening to me, if you don't like hearing me, you can just press the stop button right now and go away. Because I understand that not everyone is going to love the eloquent, sexy sound of my voice. And that's okay. And for all those people who want to say, oh man, this guy doesn't know what he's talking about. Or oh, oh man, this this guy's uh, full of it. Or oh man, fuck them. Because in reality... It doesn't really matter. I'm talking to the ones who listen. And there are a large amount of you who listen. The ball doesn't lie. The numbers don't lie. And looking at my analytics on my podcast, I can see that we are up and to the right. Also speaking of that, five stars, iTunes podcast with seven reviews right now. So continue to show the love. If you just subscribe, if you're new, shoot me a review. Um, And also, if you drop a review on there with a little comment, I'll shout you out on the podcast. I have no problem doing that. We're closing in on 6,000 views right now, uh, listens, I should say. So that's a very important milestone. And it's just going to keep going up and to the right. You know, I know it was a little choppy in the beginning in the first few episodes. If you go back, it's kind of rough. It's really not well recorded. But I feel like I've been trying to really improve and try to bring you the best quality content possible. So, you know, with that being said, long story short, if you like the podcast, keep listening. If not, go fly a kite. Don't really care. The details, the details that don't really matter. Um, I feel like, don't you feel like, if you're really big in the fitness and exercise, you may feel like people put exercise, quote unquote, on a pedestal. Like it's this big thing. Like every time you walk into the gym, you need to have this big, elaborate, energetic workout. And it needs to be fun and you need to want to do it. And I could not disagree more. I think that some workouts should be ugly. You're never going to have the energy. It's not going to be fun. It's going to be a grind. It's going to be a bitch. And you need to power through that, even if it's for 30 minutes. But then as well, I feel like people exercise in a pedestal because whenever they're the only time they're ever doing anything uh, movement related with their body is when they step into the gym rather than doing a mobility exercise in the morning to loosen up their joints the synovial fluid controlled articular rotations with the shoulders to feed the ankles remember we talked about this the hips things that promote movement and grinding of the joints or loosening of the joints and really moving the joints in both directions those hip joints knee joints elbows wrists ankles just getting that flow and getting the rhythm and expanding into full range of motion per each body part of your body i feel that that's way more important than going to the gym mobility is extremely important and Many people confuse exactly what mobility is. Mobility is moving your body or body part specifically in a specific range of motion or maximum range of motion with strength and with control. If you're moving too fast, you may not be targeting those muscles um, a lot. I feel like a lot of people move fast. like They just want to move really fast with their shoulders. 
go slow. Experience and force your body to go through these movements and controlled articular rotations with extremely slow tempo. When you wake up in the morning, do a deep squat. I can't tell you the last day I didn't go without doing a deep squat. It's probably been over two years. I used to do it at work where people would laugh at me and like make fun of me, right? But I didn't care. It was all fun and games. But also I was doing it because I care about my mobility. And if I was sitting at a desk all day, I would just pull out from my desk and I'd just do a deep squat right in the middle of the office. Who cares? And that's just because I care about how I feel. And I think that deep squats are really good for your hips and kind of counteract um, sitting in a chair, which is elevated, which I'm doing right now, which is kind of painful, to be honest. Usually I do the podcast in a chair. Um, but once in a while, I'll sit on the floor or something. My focus is this, the most important detail is your mobility and your movement. Okay, not how much weight you can lift, not how much many times you do chest per week. Not how many times you do arms per week. Not if one shoulder is higher than the other. Not if one arm is bigger than the other. Those details don't matter. Because the details underlying that is why. Why is one shoulder bigger? Why is one shoulder higher? Why is one arm bigger? Why do you have more mobility in one side of your body than the other? Why is one leg more stiff than the other? And it comes down to movement. You're simply not moving your body enough. And I'm telling you, more than likely, you're not moving your body enough. It doesn't need to be this elongated project. I was talking to somebody yesterday, and he was like, yeah, but um, my basketball coach always used to tell me that before doing any movements or before doing any exercise, that we need to do a warm-up on a treadmill. I'm like, oh, cool, that's awesome. Do you play basketball on a treadmill? No, that's what I was thinking. But what I mean is, and that's, a, yes, a very sarcastic remark. But what I mean is, how does that make fucking sense? I'm not saying you need to go squat 700 pounds. What I'm saying is getting into a deep squat in your living room floor when you wake up, maybe doing some side lunges back and forth to open up the hips. You're telling me you need to hop on the treadmill for 10, 15 minutes before you do that to loosen up or get the blood flowing. What the fuck? Excuse me. What the fuck are we talking about here? Those are details that don't matter. Having to hop on a treadmill because, oh, I can't get into a deep squat. I need to warm up before I get into a deep squat. I need to warm up before I, I need to, I need to hit the treadmill before I stretch. I need to get the blood flowing before I stretch. What are you talking about? What your blood's not flowing? Are you dead? You can easily get into a deep squat any time of day. I'm safely going to stand by that anytime. And if it's difficult for you to get into a deep squat, maybe your calf mobility is very poor. And to enhance your calf mobility, you should be doing down dogs. And you should be doing controlled articular rotations with your ankles. And if you're wondering what these cars are, controlled articular rotations are, just YouTube it. Do ankle cars, hip cars, YouTube, fitness, whatever. You will see a video of it, and you can learn exactly what I'm talking about. The most important details that matter are, are you moving your body? Because you can lift all the weights you want, but when you get older, are you going to be stiff as a brick and you can't move? 
Movement is extremely important. And if it's not a priority to you right now, I get it. Everyone's different. If you would rather pump, which I love to do, then do it. But I don't think you should pump excessively, like lifting weights, excessively to the fact that you can't move your body. That's just my opinion. That's just my two cents. I like to do both. I like to have mobility and I love to pump. I love to lift my weights. I love to do my yoga. I like to go for long walks. I don't run long distance. If I'm running, it's on my toes, sprints, and I'm trying to do more barefoot things. But I'm just moving life, moving through life with more of a tempo than most. I'm not saying I'm better. I'm not saying I know it all. But I'm focused on the details that truly matter for my body, which is never go a day without doing a deep squat, shoulder shoulder controlled rotations, hip controlled rotations, ankle mobility. And these things literally take one minute. You can do one minute of a deep squat and get on with your day. You can do one minute of torso rotations or twisting your body side to side. These things don't require equipment. These things don't require a gym. They just require a few square feet in your living room floor. Not talking about yoga, just talking about some simple mobility routine exercises to start your day. These are the details that matter. Are you moving your body? Are you warming up for your day ahead? You may be sitting at your desk all day. That's a locked position. That's that's a very difficult position for your body to stay in for a long time. Excuse me. It's probably an easy position for your body to stay in for a long time, but getting out of it and then continuing on with your day, then that part's difficult. So how do you counteract that? Start ahead of the game. Start with mobility. Start with deep squats. Start with moving your body and being mobile in the first few minutes or first hour of your day before you go to work. And then when you get home, if you've been wearing those shoes that shorten your calves that we talked about in the last episode, take your shoes off, get barefoot, sit on your living room floor, and do stretches to counteract wearing those lifted heels all day. And by heels, I mean heels as women, I mean heels as men, that's shoes, or just wearing your Nikes. Those have heels too. So all of your sneakers and shoes have heels. I highly recommend being barefoot as much as possible. That's a detail that matters. Why? Because the original people never had shoes or heels. They walked barefoot. And that's what our shoes are. Our shoes are our feet. And I'm a huge fan of natural barefoot walking and running or Vibram shoes or, you know, anything like that. I've seen there's a lot of things, Vivos, Vibrams. There's a lot of things in the market where you can get these barefoot style shoes. It's more natural. And it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks because you're going to have better foot mobility, ankle mobility, range of motion, and calf strength and calf mobility. Your, your heels will sit lower to the ground meaning and they're not going to be lifted, meaning your calf's not going to be shortened. It's going to elongate it. It's going to keep it long. Now, if you've been lifting or if you've been wearing heels and lifting in heels and wearing sneakers and big basketball shoes your entire life, switching to barefoot shoes may cause a lot of stress and tension on your body. See, I don't recommend just transitioning like that. I recommend um, kind of working them in maybe once a week, twice a week, you know, start building it up progressively. Okay. The details, man, the details that really don't matter. Stop asking yourself whether or not you can do chest two or three times a week or whether or not it's important to hit arms. How does your body feel? And also don't compare yourself to someone else just because just because they're doing something, then they look good. You don't know how they're eating. They're probably eating like a beast. They're probably training super hard two or three times a day even. You don't know. So you can't compare yourself because you're not going to be the same person. What's most important for you 
is moving your body. We're not bodybuilders here. We're not athletes here. You want to get back in mobile? You want to get stay athletic? You can take my two cents here. I did a workout yesterday with a buddy, and the end of the day, it was like this little burnout session, and I crushed that shit. It was got my heart rate up, and I crushed that shit. I easily crushed that shit. I was ready. And I have never done anything like that, these little circuits with push-ups and you know jumps and all this stuff. But I crushed it. Why? Because I focus on my mobility every single day, and it's easy for my body to move. Not easy, but simple, and my body's adapted to be able to move like an athlete or to be able to you know, superset things and move at a fast pace and get my heart rate up because I have that tempo throughout the day. I don't know if I'm making sense. I know I'm a little all over the place here, but we get caught up in these things, guys. We get caught up in these things. I still got it, essentially, is what I'm saying. I still got it. Come at me. Come at me, man. I still got it. And I probably don't got it to go and walk into a CrossFit box and do a full workout of the day right now, nor would I really want to because I feel like that stuff is excessive at times. I'm just saying that I can hang. I can handle my own. I feel like if I could play, uh, I could probably play a game of flag football right now or you know, run around and have no pain and just be able to have fun like a kid. And I'm 30. So that's cool. Most people probably my age or a little older are limited, especially the ones who played football like me for 15 years. You know, you got to remember I'm a former athlete, so my body's really banged up, which is why probably I, I do focus on the lifting and the yoga. But even if you're a former athlete or just been working your whole life, your body's banged up from sitting and commuting and driving and lack of mobility. Your body's stressed. Your body's banged up. Maybe you are really stressed. You need to do more meditation and yoga. Do things like meditation and yoga. Go out, put your phone away. Focus on real foods. And another great question that a detail that doesn't matter is, this is a good one to wrap up because I just, just realized this, but this is a great one that many people ask. Is it more important to lift weights or do cardio to lose fat? Okay, To lose fat, and I hear this, banging in the background right now in my apartment these people are so obnoxious but let's focus people go should i lift weights or do cardio to lose fat and i go that detail that's my answer doesn't matter it doesn't matter what determines your fat loss it's what you put into your mouth what you put into your face hole the food that you eat it doesn't fucking matter if you do lifting and cardio or lifting and cardio and yoga. You can do all these things I mentioned, all the mobility exercises, everything. They may help. They may help give you more energy. They may help burn more calories. But if you're putting terrible calories into your body, you will continue to be fat. You will continue to get fat. You will continue to gain weight. If you're putting processed foods in your body, just my two cents, processed foods, flour, grains, gluten. For me, I cut out dairy, no dairy. These things have helped me tremendously. So maybe it would help you. But if you want to lose weight, stop looking at your action. Oh, I need to train. I need to lift. I need to do yoga. I need to do cardio for this many amount of minutes. Is it important to do cardio before or after? That detail, those details are not important. What's important if you want to lose weight is watching your calories that go into your body. Yes, I said it. 
you may want to start counting your calories that go into your body. The difficult thing about counting your calories that go into your body is these packages underestimate or undervalue the amount of calories in each packages, meaning a bag of chips, like counting, oh, this must be good, or a bag of fruit snacks. Oh, they're fruit snacks. They're all garbage. You need to eliminate all of that stuff. Processed, guys. Processed. Processed sugar. Processed carbs. Processed potato chips. Processed bread. Processed grains. Eliminate all that. The calories are underestimated, undervalued. They're way more inflated than what the label says. You can't really track it. You may put it on your little fitness app and make sure that, oh, I'm hitting those numbers so I feel okay. But if you go on the flip side and provide yourself with real whole quality food, then you're never going to have to worry about eating too much. I eat as much of the food that I want, and it's within specific guidelines. Do I get cravings once in a while? Yes, but not nearly as much because I'm eating good food. When you eat good food, you rarely get cravings, I'm telling you. I don't have cravings for stuff like that anymore. Truly, I don't. And it's because I eat whole quality food that keeps me full and satiated. That's the, that's the end all answer right there. And there's not one end all, plant my flag, this the answer for anything really. But if you eat real food, then you'll get better results. Your body's gonna thank you. It's gonna take it easy on your organs. It's gonna be, it's gonna give you more energy, maybe more vibrance and feeling better. You may actually get a lot of energy and then lose it because you don't have nearly as many calories as your body is used to. That may be a side effect from eating real food. But if you get hungry, eat real food and eat as much as you want. Don't limit yourself and focus on your greens, your vegetables, your fruits. Real food, guys. I'm not talking bread or pasta. That's not real food. So don't get it confused. I want to keep it as super simple. Eating for dummies, 101. Just very simple, straight to the point. If you're gaining weight, if you're fat, it's for a reason. Okay? And that's also why I'm not 100% lean, 100% ripped. Because I could be doing more. I could be dialing in more. And also, maybe more, most of the reason, because my nutrition is pretty dialed in, most of the reason is probably because when your body gets to a certain low body fat percentage, it retains fat naturally. That's why it's very difficult to get ripped with a six pack. And if you do, maybe it's for like a couple days or a couple weeks and that you lose it. It's because your body goes into the mode of it wants to preserve as much fat as possible to protect your organs. And usually it preserves it around your obliques and around your stomach to protect your organs when your body fat percentage gets really, really low. The reason why these guys maintain ripped physiques all year round that you see on Instagram or women, number one, probably genetics. They're able to go forth with a lower body fat percentage because of their genetic um, DNA. Or number two, genetics and they're on performance enhancing drugs, which they would never they were never disclosed because they have supplement contracts. And if they disclose that, the supplement labels will drop them. Their endorsements will get dropped. They'll lose money. They're never going to disclose that, which is a huge error with the, with the system and the industry. I'd rather have people be transparent and honest and open if they're taking something, but that's probably not going to happen. So you have to be aware. That's also why I don't like the compare game um, because it, it's really unfair to you. It's unfair to you. At the end of the day, this is all about you. It's all about how you can make improvements. And I hope you like 
understand that it's on you. And I understand personally that everyone has is different is dealt a different hand. Not everyone is dealt the best hand. So I get it. But for the 95% of you who have the option to make the change and watch what you eat, then and that should really be 99.9% of you, you know, if you're eating pizza, then you probably should stop eating pizza. If you're eating ice cream or chips or anything processed, you probably should cut that out before you worry about weight gain, weight loss. You need to eliminate that stuff first. The elimination diet, it's simple. It's eating food for dummies. And it's an issue because in the U.S. society, the system is set up against us and not educating us on health and on the proper foods to eat because the big name box store business box brand businesses want their money and they want to sell their products they want to sell their shitty processed foods and who really should be getting the love are the farmers the organic farmers and the the farms in general that's who should be really get into love the local produce local produce the local meat the local animals right heritage raised raised pork grass fed grass finished beef pasture raised chicken and eggs wild caught salmon wild caught fish in general those are all great things if you're vegetarian if you're vegan then you can still eat whole quality foods you can just, you know, you don't eat meat, obviously. So you can still eat whole quality foods without having to go to the store and get a package label that says gluten-free or vegetarian or, you know, something like that. But it's all processed, shitty-ass ingredients loaded into it. That's not the goal here. The goal isn't just to get it because it is gluten-free. I'm not telling you go gluten-free, meaning go look for labels in the store that say gluten-free. No, gluten-free meaning go have a sweet potato. Like get a bunch of yams, sweet potatoes, get a bunch of potatoes in general, get some, you know, if you want white rice, have some white rice, get vegetables, get fruits, get meat and high quality meat, not discount meat, not anything like that. Focus on the details that truly matter and you'll change your life for the better. You'll improve and it's one day at a time. If you come back to me in a couple months, say, hey, I've been doing this for a couple months. It's not working. I'm going to be like, First off, it is working. Secondly, secondly, it's been a couple months. It's been a couple months. What, seven, eight weeks? I've been doing this for hundreds of weeks. Hundreds of weeks. <laughs> hundreds. Maybe thousands, maybe over a thousand weeks. So you have to be extremely patient. And I think how that's done is you just flip the switch and tell yourself you're going to do it, never look back, and get over the speed bumps. And it's just coincidentally for me to say that because last episode was getting over the speed bumps, but really just get over the speed bumps like an SUV going 50, straight over that shit, rather than seeing a speed bump and wanting to go around it or worry if you're going to bottom out your car or pop a rim. No, you just go fly right over that shit and get right back on track. That's the goal. Thank you, everyone, for joining me for another amazing episode of 
the Fitness Crew Podcast. I think that this is a great episode for those who are caught up on the details, so make sure to share this with a friend or a family member. And also, if you're subscribed, I truly appreciate you. Just wanted to say thank you to all the subscribers. We're increasing in listens. Um, Apple Podcasts are doing very well. Thank you for all the listeners on Apple Podcasts. And we have now seven reviews, five stars, which I mentioned in the beginning of the show. So that's cool. You know, we always, obviously we started at zero and over the past few months we've been doing better there. So uh, the best way for this to get out, share it with a friend or family member and, you know, share my post here on Instagram coming up shortly after I drop the podcast. So thank you for everyone. Uh, thank you everyone for joining me today for episode 115. We'll see you in the next one, which will be episode 116. Peace.